Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world the old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever Super Scoreboard the old firm through the decades 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon says he's disappointed to see a banner calling for him to go Displayed outside Celtic Park Stephen Gerrard believes his Rangers team is now littered with valuable assets And the world of football is in mourning this evening As one of the greatest ever players, Diego Maradona, dies at the age of 60 I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Chris Burke and Mark Guidi yeah, we, we thought we'd come on for a, a lively programme uh, in terms of Neil Lennon with the Celtic situation, the, the Green Brigade deciding to take the action uh, this morning, which I think's uh, unfair on Neil Lennon. And then the news, of course, just about an hour or so uh, ago, Gordon, that Diego Maradona has, has passed away just at 60 years old, far too young, but uh, I'm sure we'll relive some great moments of his career and we can debate uh, as it'll start again, who's the greatest of all time and he's, he's certainly got to be up there. Yeah, Chris Burke, as Mark Weedy hits the nail on the head There's lots going on in Scottish football It feels like all of that just gets pushed to one side When you get news of this size A man of that stature sadly passing away The world of football feels it Exactly, you know, it's a shame that he's he's gone so early Obviously had many, many problems after after his career And probably during it as well But that's what happens They always say, you know, there's a bit of madness and genius and he certainly was a genius, wasn't he? Absolutely. 01419511025 for you to get in touch tonight. I'm expecting a very busy show because Neil Lennon has had his say on that banner displayed outside Celtic Park calling for him to go. They're in your Europa League action tomorrow as are Rangers. Stephen Gerrard feeling good about the assets in his team. We've got Wednesday night football between Hamilton Ackies and Aberdeen as well. So lots to get through and we need you to help us out. 01419511025 or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. I mean, Mark Guidi, talk about a flawed genius, as Chris mentions. Graced football's biggest stages, adored by millions. Fans of Argentina, Napoli, Barcelona, among those who will hold him dearest. But his legend spanned continents and, and generations. And that's why tonight the world's coming together to remember, arguably, the greatest player to ever play the game. Yeah, but up until... 
what, 12 years ago, it was always who's the best, Maradona or Pele. And now in the past you know, decade, it's, was it Ronaldo or, or, or Messi? And with those kind of things, that kind of debate, Gordon, the, the, it will never be factually correct. It's, it's all about opinion. They're all fantastic players in their own right. But Maradona is a bit um, special. You, I mean, we're just watching Sky in the background here. You see some of the goals that he scored the national team. Getting the absolute lumps kicked out of him. Uh, week in week out back in the era where defenders you know in Serie A and in La Liga just routinely come through the back of you but one of his biggest achievements was to go to Napoli and pretty much single-handedly win the, 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 the Serie A title in 86-87 uh, for Napoli when like I said they were absolutely kicking uh, lumps of it and at 60 years old yeah he's what an existence he's had what a life some of it not so good but he's certainly lived life to the full but to go at 60 he's given it a good go a bit oh, he's, I would he's imagine He's a builder. That's the thing that you were talking about earlier, Chris. And look at him there. He's emotional. He's crying. Led his team to the, the World Cup in 1986, albeit the hand of goal, the, the hand of God uh, goal should never have stood. But uh, whoa, what a talent. 01419511025. Lots on our minds with our own football or club game at the moment. I'm sure Celtic fans, what do you make of that banner? Right decision? Wrong decision? Rangers fans, how are you feeling uh, about Europe? Let's kick off, though. I think some things put everything into perspective. And the passing of Diego Maradona, one of them. Let's just kick off by hearing from you. Maybe you were at Hamden in 1979 when he scored his first ever Argentina goal. Maybe in 2008 when he returned as manager. Uh, perhaps you view the hand of God as the greatest Scotland goal that we didn't actually score. He's undoubtedly one of the greatest, if not the greatest. So what does he mean to you? If you want to share your thoughts, memories, tributes to the great man, let's do it. 141951. 1025 Now I'm absolutely delighted to say that we're joined on the show By the only Scot to play and manage against Diego Maradona For the national side in George Burley George, thanks for joining us How do you look back on the great man's career? Yes, um, I think it was in 1979 at Hamden That um, played for Scotland against Argentina and I think uh, Diego was only a youngster. He was probably around about 18 or 19. Nobody sort of knew much about him. But, um, you know, Argentina had some really good players, fantastic players on the side at the time. But uh, I think anybody had been at Hamden to watch the game would, would tell you. you were amazed that um, this young player who had great ability, uh, amazed, I think, people... With speed, he was one of these players who was actually faster on the ball than he was without it, and, and really he was incredible that day. And um, he was head and shoulders above everybody. And then you know when you look at what he did through his you know his career, he's got you down as one of the greats. You know I would I would compare him to sort of somebody like Pele. So only been it's not just. One of the best in that generation, but all the way through over the years, he's he's one of the tops. Yeah, and you mentioned you know that game, nineteen seventy nine. So he, perhaps not many people had heard of him, but having then seen him play and taken his age into account, th- did you guys that night get the feeling that that you had just witnessed something that was about to go on and, and be special? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, he was so he was so good. He was so quick. He was so strong. Um, he, you know, he's one of the players you can tackle him because you, you try to tackle him and you can try to kick him, and you just bounced off him. Um, he, you know, he he was you know he was inc- incredible when you when you you didn't realise, you know, the speed of him on the ball, and, he, and as I say, 
it was fantastic that day, and and I think as if and everybody realised, hey, this boy's got something special that no nobody else has got. And of course, you faced him in the opposition dugout when he came back to Hamden in in two thousand and eight. Did you get the chance to experience much of of the character because that's formed so much, uh, you know, of the story as well? It wasn't just the player; it was the character as well. No, I mean, um, uh, I mean, I said, you know, I had a quick little chat. I shook his hand, um, and you know, that was basically it for the game. As you say, it was his first game. I think people remember him for his ability on the football pitch, uh, which was incredible. Uh, when people ask me who was the best player you ever played against, and um, I always say it was Maradona, and I was fortunate enough to play some, you know. Against top players and we upsets with Europe and Johan Cruyff, but um, his ability, you know, was incredible, and he certainly was the best player I ever played against. What impact do you think he had on the game? I mean, it's we're talking decades on. He's, he's way before my time, Georgia. I'll admit that, but I mean, I'm still acutely aware of of the impact. How many, how many young players would have been inspired by this guy? Yeah. There've been very few players like him. As I, I mentioned, Pele, who was a, before I played my generation. So people, you know, as a youngster, you looked at people like that. And as a player, you know, you got Maradona, you know, and he probably has, was was one of the best individual type of players. You know, you've got some fantastic, great players, but individually with his ability and the things he could do. Yeah, we certainly am second to none Great stuff George Burley Thank you very much For speaking to us tonight On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Quite a claim to fame that Mark Goody The only Scot to play against Diego Maradona And manage against him For the national team as well And what I'm seeing already On Twitter is uh, Scotland's taking its little piece of, of the Maradona story as well First Argentina goal At Hamden We mentioned that game Where he comes back as manager Some brilliant pictures uh, Getting tweeted in John Murphy's sending me um, pictures of him in the, the Hamden dressing room With the Scotland shirt on There's a, a wonderful image of him uh, Hanging out one of the windows In the, the Grand Central Hotel Looking down Hope Street And it's just it's, oh, brilliant. it's great stuff oh, I'd love to see him oh, Yeah and even just listening to George um, There mentioned that The fact that one of those guys you, you couldn't tackle Even back in those days Where you could go in and actually Leather players and put them up in the air You, you, couldn't, you just couldn't get close enough um, To him to do that But I, I remember in 2008 Gordon when it, when he came You know I think they, they, they trained at Celtic Park Maybe yep. the night before At Hamden And just the, the stampede To try and get to For people to get a photo With him or, or, or whatever I think Now I think the Tony Haggett The Daily Record Might have managed To get a snap with him I might be wrong Maybe if Tony's listening He'll, he'll let us know I think Tony was, was, was Sent out to try and get something But everybody was, was a stampede Just to try and get close to him To watch him training To beat his His presser He was just very Very special I mean Chris You are of a similar generation to me So you perhaps saw the, 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 the tail end of the career You're already getting fans tweeting you tonight Saying uh, right Chris Burke You need to try this bit of skill at the weekend Yeah I don't uh, think I'm going to do that um, If I'm honest I don't I've well, just seen punch it Punch the ball in with you <laughs> <laughs> Well I'm actually not playing on Saturday So I could try it in training I think that would be alright But the, some of the things he could do with a ball Was just majestic wasn't I certainly can't do what I've been asked to do on Twitter I think he's Flicked the ball up himself Inside the box And then overhead kicked it In the far corner So Good that's luck. definitely not happened I probably would be about For six weeks if that happened But he had great 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 Iconic moments I think obviously One of them a handball Apparently Obviously got into the net But I just loved watching him Even though the little snippets That I seen of him Just be- obviously Before my time But if there's one memory I can remind myself of him Is when 
I vaguely remember um, the World Cup in the USA where, you know, I think he scores that goal against Nigeria. I think that was his last game because he failed a drug test after that and he just runs up to the camera, you know, with great passion and emotion. I don't know, obviously, if he had something in his system by then, but I think that's why everybody related to him. He just wasn't talented and great to watch but you could see the passion inside him that just loved football and that's probably his happiest moments was on the football field I've just again just with Sky in the background there and the tributes are coming out I've just been a just a sentence I've picked out there from the many tributes uh, Gordon it's from Pelly the great Pelly and in amongst the tributes a lovely wee sentence just at the end it says my friend one day I hope we can play football together in the sky you just thought it's beautiful It just sums it up doesn't it? Nice sentiment So 1419511025 Listen we're here until 8 o'clock So I'm well aware That we've got a lot on our mind uh, When it comes to Club football here in Scotland But we're here until 8 o'clock And we'll deal with it all Plenty of time William is first up tonight How's it going William? Hi Hello Gordon Mark and Chris Hi William Hi William Hi I've got a couple of points About the end If you allow me Gordon But obviously I'll say something About Diego right If that's okay Go for it mm. Yeah, uh, 1986, what can we say, right, he done, he done that on board, right, and all the English are gone mental, then 10 minutes later he, scored, he probably scored the greatest goal a World Cup I've ever seen. The man in that tournament was <laughs> probably the best, probably better than the 1970 Brazil team. Him and that, just himself in that tournament, was he was awesome. Is that the best goal ever scored, do you think, William? The second <clears throat> one, by the way. Well, you've got the Brazil goal, the, the team goal, right? But his goal against England has got to be the best. Archie Emmels was quite good as well, right enough. But uh, but his his was his was unbelievable. He dribbled the whole English team. Yeah, got along with that, Mark. Aye, it was. I mean, look, there's, there's many it's good goals. Hard to compare. Bit, so many. Yeah, but I mean, that would be. You know, I think it would be. Off the top, it might not my best, but it would, it would be my top five. That kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, if you look at it, I can't. You know. Peter Reid, Steve Hodge, Terry Fennick, Terry Butcher, bum, 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 bum. And away he goes and just slots it past um, Peter Shelton. So I to do it again on that stage and that goal being a part of eventually going on to win the World Cup, the greatest prize there is, then yeah, it does make it stand out. And well, you might be right, it may well be the best goal ever. Yeah, makes it look easy, Chris. He did make it look easy. The thing is, I think, you know, George Bully said it, he seemed to dribble faster, you know, with the ball at his feet, you know, rather than running without the ball um, that again is something that's uh, amazing to do and it, it just seems to drift past players with ease um, and that's a, a moment that I probably remember even though before my time would, the, the way he dribbled through everyone and just slotted it in after taking it around the goalkeeper so it was it was a fantastic goal yeah. Will you want to come back in? Yeah it's yeah obviously I, I totally agree with the two guys there but my Rangers points if that's alright Gordon Go for it. yeah there was a start and Sunday right which, which, which was, was unbelievable for Rangers. Right, there was seven, they made seven hundred and seventy passes against Aberdeen. To Aberdeen's two hundred and seventy. I, I couldn't believe. It. I had to check again, and, and it was two. So if, if we're doing that in, in, in these games, it's, it's going to bode well for, for the rest of the season. And obviously, I want the views on tomorrow. Do you think we'll get a good chance of winning? I just think that start is the way Rangers are playing, and that start backs up the way Rangers are playing. I just wanted to get Chris and obviously Mark and yourselves views on that. Yep, I totally agree with you. I watched the game against Aberdeen and I thought Rangers were terrific for the, probably the full 90 minutes. They were complete dominance. Feeling sorry for Derek McInnes, obviously losing key players out, but at the same time you have to respect the way Rangers went about their business. But the way I look at it is, obviously I've played against them last season and the season now, 
it just seems to me that they're playing that extra pass, which you know coincides with what you're saying. Uh, with that extra pass, it gives them more possession of the ball, gets everybody up the field, and they don't seem to be putting in as many crosses. The crosses seem to be maybe cutbacks or cute passes like Barisic into the box or Tavernier. Obviously, he does cross the ball a little bit more from deep. But with that extra pass, it just keeps the pressure on. Um, so, yeah, you're totally right. The domination and passing is 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 excellent for Rangers' point of view. Uh, and, and regards of the game against Braga, it's in a very important game, I think. You know, it's a battle to who goes in, in, who goes top um, in the group at the end, I think. It's a big, big game. Um, I think it's a, it's a crucial encounter. So... I, I can see Rangers doing. I can see Rangers winning the game. I, I think they've, they've been very. I think they've played their best football really in Europe. As much as I can say that they're playing excellent at, in the in the league, I think they're playing excellent in Europe. Uh, so definitely think that if Rangers continue their form, which I can't see them not do because they, they they've done it since since the start of the season, then they will they will pick up the three points. Good stuff. Thank you to William in Ayrshire tonight. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. More of your calls after the travel. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got Chris Burke and Mark Greedy here waiting to take your calls tonight. Usual number or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Plenty of time left to get your calls in tonight. We're here until eight o'clock. Lots to get through that banner outside Celtic Park this morning. Celtic fans, how do you feel about that? Is that the right or the wrong way to go about your business? Rangers looking ahead. To tomorrow's Europa League games Also we do have Wednesday night football Between the Ackies And Aberdeen On Twitter Ross Gibbs says Thanks to Maradona For scoring Scotland's Greatest ever goal It's the best goal I can remember And I wasn't even born Until four years later So I think that kind of Sums up uh, the feelings Of many Taylor Scott says uh, Maradona was the face Of Italian football I'm only 23 He's one of the people I've seen the most Calling him a player Is disrespectful He was an artist And he showed footballers uh, How to be people As well 01419511025 Derek Is in Motherwell I've been asking Derek For people to share All their thoughts And, and memories And tributes What have you got for us? Yeah I mean Gordon I was just absolutely Absolutely gutted To hear the news today uh, I'm a similar age To yourself and Chris So unfortunately I didn't get to see him Play in the flesh I've seen him when he was At Hamden Being a manager And uh, you know, it's just it's really, really sad. I, I've never felt so gutted about a celebrity or a football player passing before, but I think he just really connects with, with football fans across the globe, and that's been replicated in the, the tributes that have been flooding in tonight. Yeah, I think, obviously, held in, in high regard across the place, the generations, the the continents, like I said earlier on, it, it spans them all. You were telling the, the producer when you phoned in, Derek, about a trip that you, you took and, and managed to experience it all firsthand. 100% yeah I mean I, I was actually very lucky myself to, to go over to Argentina uh, in late January early February this year specifically because you know I've got, I've got so much admiration for Maradona and, and Argent, Argentinian football uh, and within hours of being there we, we managed to see six games in, in five days and uh, Diego was actually the, the manager at the, the first game he was the, the manager at Timnasia who were the away team uh, against Hurricane uh, and I mean, you, you think there's a lot of teams in Scotland and in the Argentine capital, there's 24 teams. So uh, it was just great to to go over there and, and see the impact that he's had on on the people firsthand. Just to put it into perspective, he was the away team manager, and uh, he, he got a stand innovation from the the home fans, a team that he's he's got no connection with. They were unveiling banners with his face on it, uh, whole stadium singing his name, and then rather than sitting in the dugout, they, they brought out a throne and almost placed them up the side of the park like a king. You know, it was it was totally surreal, but 
I'm, I'm very glad that I managed to go there uh, before his, his sad passing. And is it widespread in, in Argentina? Is it is he held in that high regard everywhere you turn? Everywhere. So yeah, we, we went to various clubs. We went to Argentinos Juniors, which was his first club when he, he came through the ranks. And he's basically turned the place into a museum for Maradona. You know, the, the stadium's named after him. We went, drove three hours to Rosario away from Buenos Aires and... Uh, he played for New Orleans Old Boys there. Uh, he played five games and they've named the stand behind the goals after him, you know. Uh, it's just, he's such a hero, such a legend and I think you'll you'll see that in, in the news in the next few days. I'm sure the Argentines will be out uh, mourning in the streets and I'm not sure how accurate this is but I've seen on Twitter just before I, I came on there that the President's announced uh, a three-day morning holiday, you know. Uh, people are off their work and, uh, and, and everything will stop to uh, remember this great man. What do you think makes him more iconic than the rest you know it's the stuff that he done with the ball at his feet you know it, it stuck to his feet it was fantastic I mean obviously in Scotland you've got a affinity with him for that goal against England but there was so much more than that as well it's, it was a character and that's something that people try and portray you know this, this sad life and, and, and the downfall of Maradona but I think you know that's also part of what makes him you know he, he wore his heart on his sleeve he was emotional uh, and he really connected with, with the working man as well yeah Mark Goody I think that's that's the word, isn't it? Iconic. I keep seeing all these images and you go, oh, I forgot about that one, forgot about that mm-hmm. one. People keep tweeting me in that one of them. Um, is it against Belgium uh, for Argentina? And it looks like there's like six or seven players all trying to close them down. Now, I think actually it's a bit of a trick of, of photography and it, it's some sort of short free kick worked back out to him and, and the wall breaks up. But nevertheless, that's what I'm talking about. Iconic. Just these images that will live forever. Yeah, and it's a nice insight there from, from Derek to, to you know, how much he's... Uh, He's revered, obviously, um, in, in Argentina and in, in his homeland and, and brilliant for Derek to get out and, and uh, sample that uh, earlier this year. So, yeah, some fantastic uh, memories there. And um, just some great tribute. You know, Paul Gascoigne tribute going up there on the screen as well, saying I, I played against him, uh, Lazio against Seville. Said I scored a goal for Lazio from a, a uh, and I ran by him and winked and said, right, beat that. Diego said they did. They said they scored a stunning free kick. Said I met him outside the hotel and... Aston Frelloni's lighter and, and things so yeah just there's there's some brilliant yeah. stories coming in and, and some really uh, touching tributes too I'm Good sure man. there'll be a tribute sorry God, I'm sure there'll be a tribute with the, the next game in, in charge uh, the next games that are coming up on Saturday or, or the following sure, week yeah. when, yeah. when uh, for the whole the whole footballing world um, to pay tribute to him yeah I think it's just all sinking in at the moment Derek top insight that I like that sounds like a great trip thank you very much to Derek in Motherwell who recently went over and experienced the Maradona madness first hand uh, in Argentina now I'm pleased to say joining us on the line at the moment is a man who'll definitely have some good stories some good Maradona anecdotes for us Archie McPherson joins us on the line Archie how are you? <coughs> very well thank you good stuff great to have you a pleasure as always how would you sum up the great man? Yes, uh, so much has been said already uh, in the last hour from different sources, including myself, that you you hate repeating yourself, except you want to repeat yourself. He was brilliant. And why was he brilliant? I would say right away I would place him uh, above Pelly as the greatest player for this simple reason. I think we all have prejudices in football. We, there are certain things, even if you think that two players are somehow alike, um, there are certain things you like about them in preference to the others. And what I liked about Maradona was the sheer control of the ball, that pace. When you think of that, that goal he scored after the controversial hand of God incident, very shortly after, I think it was four minutes or so after that, 
50-yard run, ball tied to his boot, beating four players and then finishing it off. One of the great goals in World uh, Cup history, without any, any question. And I think it was that. I think he, he was dynamic. Pelly was a very good, obviously, a, a, a superb player, but of a different kind. And I, I simply liked the fact that he was a diminutive five-feet-five player, stockily built, took a lot of punishment, uh, just dusted himself down and got on with it. And I saw him getting some really rough treatment eventually in the World Cup in 1990, particularly in the, one of the final games against, against West Germany when he, he got, eventually he got a yellow card. But uh, after having been kicked and hacked around the field, so uh, in that sense, he he was not just only skillful, but but very brave. And because he was a dribbler, because he would take on players, um, he did get that kind of treatment, and and indeed antagonised them by virtue of being able to uh, almost invisibly uh, get past them uh, and score great goals and late on for others. So he he was really he was really Pelly was majestic. Put it that way. Pelly was majestic, statuesque, looked classical, tall, scored great goals, and, and so on. But Maradona seemed to get really into the guts of the game, um, taking on players perhaps more often than they should have. And eventually, the very fact that he was so committed caught up with them. What are your What are your own personal experiences, Archie? You touched on it there. You know, having seen it in the flesh, he, he's got some massive moments, and he's he's tied to Scotland in in some ways. Which, um, how, how many of those moments were you lucky enough to to witness in the flesh? Well, seventy nine. Uh, I, I did the commentary on the game in in seventy nine. I didn't know who he was. It was just a name on a sheet. But he he did play superbly well that night. And I remember the Argentine commentators. Screaming uh, his name, you know, you know what they're like. Um, especially when he scored his goal about ten minutes from the end of the game, as I can recollect. Um, Left-footed shot, as a, as a further recollect. Um, amidst giants of football at that stage, he was only eighteen, and yet you could tell right away he, he was a great player. The only thing you you feel about these things. Is that if you're watching an 18-year-old player who looks as if he's a finished article, I've seen far too many finished articles that never got beyond the age of 22. You know, they, they just didn't make it, whereas he did make it. So what we saw that night was essentially no different from uh, the great performances uh, of, the older, of the older Maradona. It was a kind of template that he laid down that night. And I think... The, I think it was just over 60,000 people that night in Hamden Park ought to think themselves privileged. If there's anybody out there who was at the game that night, uh, ought to feel themselves privileged that uh, they saw him perhaps even at his best, even though he was 18. Yes, he got more headlines and more dramatic games after that, but we saw the definitive Maradona that night, even though he was only 18. Just before we let you go, Archie, what about this notion of, of being a flawed genius? How much did the character all form part of, of, of the icon? And, and and perhaps we're seeing some of that reflected in, in the tributes that are being paid this evening. Well, 
Well, he he went to Napoli eventually, uh, which is the um, the drug city of of Europe, uh, to say the least. He was adulated, he was feted, he got the in small letters the freedom of the city. Doors were open for him, paid for nothing, and he succumbed. He succumbed to all the temptations we've seen recently of a prominent and talented English player succumbing to pressure, getting into an incident at lockdown and so on that shouldn't be done. Very talented. And so football sometimes um, attracts uh, some of the pressures and the, and, the, and the temptations. And sadly, Maradona succumbed to them. But even though he did, and even though he had these terrible times with drugs and drink and, and everything else, He'll always be remembered as that 18-year-old boy I saw for the first time. Archie McPherson, absolute pleasure to have you on the show as always. Thank you so much for sharing your insight. Talk about that word that you said, privilege. Imagine the privilege of being in Archie's position, Mark, and and having seen Uh, these great moments. And and do you know what I love about uh, Archie and great respect for Archie and the tournaments and the coverage and the people that that he's met and... He is a fantastic broadcast And I tell you what Because He said Maradona for me Is better than Pele And I'll tell you why And he gave a brilliant Description of why And I've never heard Anybody give a description Of that before He said oh, I think Pele's better Than Maradona Or I think Maradona's better But he's actually Getting into detail why And you know what When you listen to him You can't say you know what That's a great point mm-hmm. Maybe Maradona Does have that He said you're going at speed And the, the, the phrase I love death from Archie was Maradona Compared to Pele Maradona get into the guts of the game And I think that is um, Something a bit different But yeah I loved uh, Listening to Archie They're great to hear him again yeah, Brilliant Thanks again to Archie 01419511025 On the phones The truth is We could probably do this all night Twitter and the phone lines Are going mad So many tributes and stories I'm sure we'll revisit it At some point Maybe even on Saturday uh, When we've got everyone together uh, We can take a proper look back But we've got lots happening On our doorstep It all kicked off this morning With that banner appearing Outside Celtic Park Calling for the manager Neil Lennon to go He's now been asked about it If you want to hear his response Stay right there And I'll play you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Chris Burke and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard You can get in touch with the guys On the usual number Or on Twitter It's been quite the day It's been quite the week Quite the month Quite the season Call it what you want For Neil Lennon he woke up this morning to images coming on to social media of a banner, a fairly sizable banner outside Celtic Park. It says, save the 10, time to go, Neil, uh, with an accompanying statement from fans groups talking about the current situation and clearly voicing their displeasure that the manager is still in position. He's appealing for some calm from the Celtic fans after that banner. Uh, tensions, of course, have risen after dropping points against Hibs at the weekend. They're now 11 points behind Rangers, albeit... With two games in hand, I've got to put things into perspective here, you know. And um, I think there's a lot of um, hysteria and a little bit of panic. I think there's a frustration that the supporters not being able to to be at the games. But um, you know, I, I've got the perspective of we're calm. It was a long way to go. Yes, Rangers have made a great start to the season. We can't affect that. We can maybe later on by putting pressure on that. And um, I'm pretty confident that we will. You know, fans are entitled to voice their opinion, whether I agree with it or not. You know, it's irrelevant. You know, they've, they've put it out there. 
um, it's something that I'm not going to really engage with. You know, I've got a job to do here. I think I've done it pretty well since I've come back in. I've sort of reconciled myself to the fact that maybe I'm not going to be, you know, everyone's cup of tea, but um, it's a great privilege doing this job. I take it as a privilege. The club means a lot to me and it has done for the last 20 years. And I'm strong, you know, and I feel strong and my backroom team is strong and the players are going to get better, I think, and more consistent as we go along. Right then, this banner, what do you make of it? Is that the right way to go about things? Is it the wrong way to go about things? Do you agree with the sentiment or do you disagree with the sentiment? Quite a lot to get through. 01419511025, Andy in Castle Milk. Are you happy with that banner, Andy? Um, I don't think it's ideal, to be honest. I think they're well within the right to do it. I think under normal circumstances, it might look a bit under, uh, over the top, sorry, but nobody's in the stadiums being able to voice their opinion. So it seems that Lennon, Peter Wall and everybody else isn't really understanding the feelings of the fans. And I think that's, they probably felt that's the only way they're going to get this point across. Uh, look, as Neil Lennon said there as well, Andy, and never deny anybody uh, an opinion, be hypocritical to do so. Uh, that said, I thought the banner was in really poor taste. To put a banner like that in public at the front door of the stadium to a man, you know, whether he's, he's your cup of tea or not, whether you think he's the right man for the job or, or, or not, to do that to someone that served the club so well. And I think it's 20 years ago this month or 20 years ago next month, he actually signed for the club. And whatever he's contributed, you know, in his, his, his three spells there has been really, really good. Um, the statement was professionally worded it was concise and, and, and fair enough though you know it wasn't I don't think the statement was out of order but again whether you agree with it or not it's an opinion but I just thought the, the statement would have been enough to get a message out there to put the banner there to the to the current manager who's in place um, that didn't sit well with, with, with me at all I, I don't think it's right yeah I fully agree with you there I, I definitely think it's the, the wrong message to put across to the Celtic fans, I think it's it's not a great reflection on the Celtic fans. Um, I think Celtic of Celtic fans have probably been spoiled by the success over so many years, and now just because um, there's a little hump in the in the in the hill or, or how you want to say that, a bump in the road, then a banner comes out. Uh, so would they have put that banner up at the end of the last season if it, if they after if it finished where it would be. Congratulations of Neil Lennon uh, they're, they're the same people that would be doing that That's the question I would like to, to ask them So maybe they should uh, Think about it and reflect on Is it a good message to put across And is it a good time to be doing that To get behind your team Andy what do you think then Mark Guidi suggesting there that it's you know It's lacking respect Even if you think that Neil Lennon's time has come To, to, to leave the job Whatever way that may happen He thinks that it, it sort of lacks respect To, do, to, to show the banner uh, again, I think it's more just a case of it's fans' frustration boiling over that they're not there to uh, sort of voice their opinions in the stadium. And I think the response on Neil Lennon would have had the fans been in the ground. Uh, just like Chris was saying there as well, I disagree with the bumping the road part. I think a bump in the road would maybe be a bad month or so. This is the entire season so far. But the, since when was the Ferenc Sparrow game? Was that maybe July or August? I think this is well beyond a bump in the road now. And there's no sign of improving. 
Uh, you know, we've heard a few times this week people saying if we win our games in hand, it's only five points behind. Last week, people were saying if we win our games in hand, it's only three points behind. So it's not. To that point of view, Andy, I think you're right. I think the situation is is, is serious, and uh, you know, I, I think I well, I said after Rangers won very comfortably two 0 at Celtic Park um, six weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, I think Rangers are clear favourites, and when you look at Rangers on on Sunday and and in previous weeks there. Uh, they are absolutely relentless, high tempo. Looks as if there's a real good spirit there. Manager and his staff connecting with the players. Um, so yeah, Rangers, I think, are a, are a runaway train. I don't think they'll be stopped uh, regardless. Um, but in terms of just to single out Neil Lennon, I think there's got to be collective responsibility at Celtic for what's going on from the boardroom to the manager's room and, and particularly uh, into the dressing room with certain players. And I think for me, I could pinpoint, you're saying it's not a bump in the road, and I agree with you on that, one, Andy, uh, that too, Andy. But I think there was, a, I think the wrong signals and almost like the kind of, the warning signs for me came the way the whole goalkeeping situation was handled back in the summer. And you mentioned the Ferenc Varis game. Uh, I don't think uh, the goalkeeper Barkas uh, covered himself in, in, in glory that night uh, either. So I think the goalkeeping situation, I said at the time, something that may well come back to haunt Celtic. And uh, listen, there's been a lot more than just a goalkeeping situation, but I think the way that whole thing was handled in the summer sent out the wrong signal. I mean, Chris, you played against Celtic and, of course, Rangers many times. Um, are you noticing anything different this season from from an opposition point of view? No, the reason why I said bump in the road because I just think Celtic have just had a an unlucky time, um, and I'll I'll probably you know tell you why that they've had you know. Apart from individual errors, probably that's cost them games, and in the individual errors involving probably penalties, um, is it because of their form away from home? Um, is is something to be questioned rather than the old firm game? Um, but they've had key injuries at key moments uh, due to and obviously COVID situations. Um, you can get that at the right time, but I think they've had it at the wrong time, um, and they've been very unlucky. And I, I, and I say that because in the old firm game. They were missing key key players. Um, they've missed Edward as well, in sense of you know the, the, in the Aberdeen game as well. They were missing a pl- missing players. So I just think they've been unlucky in certain times of of the league, which could have maybe been costly for them. Now let's bring in John and Uncle Patrick and see what he thinks about it. John, the banner. What's your take? Hello, Mark, Chris, and Gordon. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'd just like to put my condolences to one of the great players. Uh, I've seen in Maradona I've seen a lot of great players uh, but I'm on about the <clears throat> Neil Lennon situation now as we all know this is strange times in football there's no normal football I mean Barcelona lost 8 goals during the summer who would ever beat Ma- Barcelona beat 8 goals, Liverpool lost 7 goals to Aston Villa nobody on the planet could have beaten Liverpool with 7 goals but I'm going back to the hysterical attitude of some Celtic fans uh, towards Neil Lennon. And this has all got to do with 10 in a row. Uh, I'm not saying Rangers wouldn't be in this position where if we had crowds at games, but you must remember Lennon came in and he stepped up to the front once Rodgers bolted to Leicester. And... Uh, Well, let's put that point to the guys first, John. Um, you hear this a lot, Mark. You know, Neil Lennon 
Has won X, Y and Z The Celtic manager He was there when we needed him I suppose this depends Whether you're talking about His suitability for the job Going forward Or you're talking about the banner Because you can almost understand People saying Well if we don't think He's doing the right job now It doesn't really matter What he's won previously And it doesn't really matter Whether no. he stepped in for, for Brendan Rodgers Because that you know that's irrelevant yeah. now yeah. However I wonder if that's the bit You bear in mind When you're thinking about the banner and, and yeah. whether he deserves that is that more yeah, applicable? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, listen, let's say if people don't think Neil Lennon or any manager is the right man for the, for the job for their team to win the league or avoid relegation from the circumstances, maybe then I get that you're allowed to voice an opinion, but do it in a respectful way. Do it in a pro- particularly something like that who's had a connection pretty much for 20 years and been very uh, successful. Let's say the statement I thought was well worded. It, it was balanced and disagree or agree with it. Um, I thought it was put out. Well, I don't agree with the statement, but I thought it was put out well. That said, the banner to unfurl a banner at the front door of Celtic Park um, against a manager who who is in place, um, I just think's wrong. I the, just think's yeah. in poor taste. The problem is, is that it, you know the, the last caller was right. Maybe that's the only way they can voice their frustration. So, is that banner going to be in the stadium when the fans are about? Um, is it going to then be recognisable and noticeable because of? If there was one or two or three of them, um, then you wouldn't be having this discussion. So it doesn't. I mean, I still li- think a banner like that held up inside on a full match day would get noticed anyway, would it not? Yeah, it usually does. I've seen a few well, of these. I before. think the statement was enough, Gordon. I think the statement got their message across. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, I just think the statement, I think, had had uh, weight. It had had gravitas to an extent. But the banner, I just think, really, really soured. And by the way, they've got the impact that they wanted because it's all over the national news. We're talking about it tonight. Neil Lennon's talking about it today. But I just think it it could have been handled a bit more tastefully. Yeah, but the players will see that banner now because it's been everybody's talking about it. If there's a banner like that in the stadium, I don't think the players would have as much, you know, interest in it because of how it's been magnified. Uh, John, just quickly then, has Neil Lennon got your backing? He's still the man for the job. Well, could I just come in again now? I'm talking about the situation. Is Neil Lennon allowed to pick his uh, his team? I think it was Malby and Alan Thompson before. I know we've got John Kennedy there. And the player policy, uh, is he allowed to pick these players in, the, the, the goalkeeper and these players that are coming in? I grew up, and I'm actually older than... Uh, Hugh Keevans No so, No way John Yeah yeah I think be a couple of weeks or something <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm quite sure there are people older than me Talking But I can remember when Jock Steen was there And I can remember him saying in Wally Wallace That the idea was to say Wally Wallace To partner Joe McBride And also Tommy Callan Harry Hood and so forth Steen went to the manager He went to the chairman Kelly And he asked So and so so See these players that are coming to Celtic is uh, Lennon agreeing to are they just bringing players in and he here Lennon uh, here Neil you just carry on with us we've signed this and so forth well that's the thing Mark these are completely different times and mm-hmm. there are big they're big machines these clubs and, and of course I think people will be scrutinising the signing policy is, is it Nicky Hammond's fault is it what part does Neil Lennon play what part does does Peter Lawwell play because quite clearly a lot of the recruitment hasn't been great recently yeah I mean I think that uh, all the names that you mentioned there have all got a part in the in the process and, and ultimately um, you know 
Neil Lennon will, 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 ha- will have to tr- like all managers will have to trust the judgement of the director mm. of football or the head of recruitment or maybe, because they don't have time now as modern day managers to get out and about and jump in the motorway or jump in a plane so the process will have everybody's role in it John you look after yourself thanks for giving us a call tonight we do have Wednesday night football in the Premiership it's fast approaching I will admit I forgot it was a 7 o'clock kick off so let's get team news very quickly from Hamilton against Aberdeen with Andrew McLean yeah, well, of course, a, a bit of a troubling time of it for Hamilton. The pressure mounting on Brian Rice, but he was happy with our weekend performance as he changed the system. So we'll be hoping for more positivity tonight. As for Aberdeen, we all know about their coronavirus issues. No McCrory, Ferguson or McLennan and Scott Wright injured. So a uh, depleted squad for them to pick from tonight. As team news goes, Hamilton unchanged and they go 3-5-2 once again. Ryan Fulton in goal, the back three, Ben Sterling, Aaron Martin and Brian Easton. The midfield five, Lee Hodson, Ross Callahan, Haki Madolphin, Scott Martin and Scott McMahon with Callum Smith and Marius Ogbo up top. The substitutes, Gurley, Hamilton, Hughes, Stanger, Mimnaw, Winter, Moyo, Monroe and Thomas. As for Aberdeen, a 3-4-3 for them tonight. Joe Lewis starts in goal. The back three, Tommy Hoban, Ash Taylor and Andy Considine. Matty Kennedy, Dean Campbell, Funzo Ojo and Greg Lee. The midfield four with Ryan Hedges, Curtis Main and Sam Cosgrove. The front three, the substitutes, Woods, Logan, Devlin, McGinn, Hernandez, Edmondson, Nguena, Ramsey and Duncan. The referee for this one tonight is Gavin Duncan. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk/slash-football. So much more to come in tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're going to hear more from Neil Lennon and from Stephen Gerrard for the first time after we play Beat the Pundit. It's your chance to win a signed ball, but only if you can get more questions right than Chris Burke or Mark Guidi. 0141-951-1025. The lines close at seven o'clock, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Chris Burke and Mark Guidi are here to take your calls this evening. Usual number or Twitter at Clyde SSB. It's been a really busy show so far. We felt it was right to give uh, you your chance to pay your tributes, your respects. Give us your memories of the great Diego Maradona, who sadly passed away today at the age of 60. We just about got into the Neil Lennon Celtic banner tobacco before the news. So I'm sure we'll keep that going. We're going to hear again from the Celtic manager. What do you make of that? Celtic fans or even opposition fans, is that... The right way to go about it Do you agree with the sentiments Disagree with the sentiments Let us know 01419511025 Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Chris Burke was telling us That he dodged the bullet The last time he was on the show And uh, the coin fell in his favour Let's see what we've got tonight Adam is calling in from Airdrie How's it going Adam? How you doing alright? Not bad at all You ever played before Adam? I've not played before It's Hamilton I'm no Airdrie I'm South Lanarkshire No North Lanarkshire Alright oh, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> Chris, Chris is getting his Lanarkshire towns mixed up I don't know why It's not as if Airdrie and Hamilton Are that close But anyway we'll, I won't hold either against you Adam Being from the part of the world That I am Heads you will play Mark Guidi Tails you will play Chris Burke And he's not dodged it this time Chris oh, Burke Oh no I'm so nervous <laughs> against, Are you actually I'm so Seriously? nervous Oh brilliant Adam You can and take Adam advantage of this Adam sounds really confident as well Are you well? confident Adam? I think I'm I'm all right at it. I get to go every night, and I'm like, well, you should phone in, you should phone in, and I'm like, no. But so we, I'm trying it. Right, let's see how he fares, Chris. I'm going to give you some Clyde Two to listen to whilst Adam goes about his business. Adam, thirty seconds on the clock. You are up against a very nervous Chris Burke. I'm looking forward to this. I love it when they're nervous. Um, if somebody got a pen, Mark Greedy, you got a pen? You can give me. There we go. We've got one. Nice one. Right, thirty seconds on the clock. Adam, head to head with Chris, and you can pass. That's all you need to know. You ready? Okay. Good man. Thirty seconds. Start 
No Ongani Zungu Plays for which international side? South Africa Who were the last team To beat Celtic In the League Cup? Uh, Hibs Where did Stephen Fletcher Start his career? Oh, uh, How many times did Barry Ferguson win the Scottish top flight? Four Who's the only unbeaten team in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Dunfermline How many goals has Nicky Cabamba scored this season? Seven In what year did Argentina last win the World Cup? 86 Okay, okay, let's bring Chris Burke back Can you hear us Chris? Unfortunately, yes How were the nerves whilst you were just listening to to Clyde too, just soaking it all in, just wondering how good Adam was. I'm just saying, just don't panic. Just don't panic. It's fine. Just one, <laughs> one is good. One is good. No, it's not. Trust me. Right, you ready? <laughs> Same set of questions to you. Yes. Yep. On you go. Bongani Zungu plays for which international side? Could not tell you. Who were the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup? Could not tell. Where you. did Stephen Fletcher start his career? Hibs. How many times has Barry Ferguson won the Scottish top flight? Seven. Who's the only unbeaten team in the Scottish Championship? Dunfermline. How many goals has Nicky Cabamba scored this season? Five. In what year did Argentina last win the World Cup? 88. Ollie Burke joins Celtic on loan from which English side? Sheffield United. Adam, Adam, Adam. Wrong. What do you think? Do you think you've done enough? Pure panic, that was. <laughs> I think you've done all right. I think you got the last one wrong. I think the last one's West Brom. Uh, <laughs> He's raging with himself. Look at this. <laughs> Mark Guidi Have you ever You ever seen this before He's, he's he, You'd think he'd just Missed a penalty In the last minute Of a cup Honestly, final Honestly I've I've watched this guy About 50 times For Kilmarnock In the past three years I've watched him Six assists In one game I've watched him Rasp Goal of the season Contenders And I'm thinking He will be cool But my god <laughs> Honestly <laughs> This just sums up my day like Do you know what I broke down today as well in my You've car. had a bad day I've had such a bad day And I got lost coming here So this would just sum it up So it's <laughs> I fine think, I don't know what Tight goal man It's very tight But yeah. I would fancy it If you offered me a winner I'd go for Adam Let's yeah. find out Bongani Zungu Rangers midfielder Plays for South Africa Adam 1-0 in front Who were the last team To beat Celtic in the League Cup Now that's a tough question But sometimes you're looking for Why might they be asking that It's Ross County Who they play this weekend In the League Cup So it's been four years Since Celtic Lost in the League Cup mm. So there you go uh, Where did Stephen Fletcher Start his career Hibs You got it Adam didn't So you're level how many times has Barry Ferguson won the Scottish top flight? It's five. So we are still level. Who's the only undefeated team in the Scottish Championship? Dunfermline. Both got it. Still level. Two all. Uh, is it as bad as you feared? Well, I'm just happy that I'm drawing. I'm not playing well, but I'm, I'm drawing at this moment. Right, I can't, I can't just stay in the game. I can't promise that that's going to be the case for oh, much okay. longer. How many goals has Nicky Kabamba scored this season? It's seven. What? All, all competitions. <laughs> oh, you never said that. Is it five league goals? Aye. Right, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt Because it won't matter In what year did Argentina last win the World Cup? 86 There wasn't a World Cup in 88 You've just made that up So I know, I, did, I right. just totally panicked again uh, And you had the chance Because Adam didn't get this far um, Ollie Burke joined Celtic on loan from West Brom He's at Sheffield United currently So even if I take pity on you Give you the Nicky Kabamba one He still beats yeah. you by one Well done Adam Well done Adam Well played Chris, well played Good man, that was well Adam, done, Adam In Hamilton There we go is that, is that genuinely Is that a painful experience Oh it was so painful <laughs> Honest I was so nervous there I've not, I can't remember last time I was that nervous <laughs> Listen see see, don't, don't doubt it Don't think that beat the pundits Just some wee laugh These guys take it Very seriously Do you know what 
it can be difficult when you've not done it many times before. Yeah. These guys get into a routine, and we've had we've had zeros. Some of your fellow professionals have come on here and got zeros. Well, that's what I'm happy about. I did not uh-huh. get zero. That's get, what, was, did, was it Willie McStay get a zero? No. Yeah, we're going back a few years. Willie yeah. did. Um, I think uh, did. Was it Craig Beattie? Did he get a zero Aye, recently? Yeah, uh, yeah. Andy Little maybe. There was a few in in recent times. Chris nowhere near a zero. Not enough yeah. Not enough to win tonight Well done to Adam Right 01419511025 That is the number you need tonight We're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB I'll just give Chris a couple of minutes For his face To return back <laughs> to the normal colour uh, And then we'll get cracking Let's hear again from Neil Lennon Celtic fans This banner What do you make of it? Do you agree with The sentiment Or disagree with the sentiment? And do you agree with Putting it up at all? Is that the right way to go about your business? Yes or no Give us all your thoughts 0141 951 Neil Lennon says Peter Lowell and the board Remain fully behind him That relationship's good at the moment All of us are not happy With the way Things are panning out At the minute But the, the, there's a calmness About the Peter and the board um, There's no panic uh, We've been over the course And distance many times before I Speak to Peter Every day You know So He's very very supportive um, as he is with the players and my background team as well so it's as you are you know let's get improvement let's get some wins let's play the type of football that we know we're capable of which we showed in the last 20 minutes at Easter Road and um, you will be absolutely okay Stephen and Airdrie what's your take on the banner? He has to go and he has to go and he should have went two weeks ago and I'm even absolutely amazed the fact that he's still here than earth. I mean Mark's saying, I, I don't agree with the Green Brigade, don't like them, don't agree with anything normally. The, the banner, I think, is 150% correct. If you look at Celtic fans now, I would say the ties 85% want to go. And he's lucky that the fans are in the stadium in it. Absolutely lucky. His team selections have been absolutely woeful, absolutely terrible. On numerous, numerous occasions, we've been out of Europe because of his team selections. The Celtic and the Champions League were playing Ryan Christie up front. On Saturday, we paid £5 million for a centre forward to carry score a goal, and we paid £5 million for a goalkeeper who can't save a shot. Now, that's just the start here. You've got millions of pounds spent in players who can't even get near a team. We paid over £3 million for a player from Motherwell who was lighting up the Scottish League last year. In a year before Absolutely lighting up And he can't get a team That played like that on Saturday Are you having a laugh? Well I mean he was unavailable for Saturday But I take, I take the more general point Mark Guidi St- Stephen clearly feels pretty strongly about it Recruitment Yeah recruitment team selection Yeah look If, if Stephen and anybody else Has, has got that opinion I, I, don't, I don't mind that That's why we're here and, and we'll debate it We'll agree with it We'll disagree with it um, What I don't agree with With Stephen like I said You know that the banner Is 100% right I don't think the banner Putting a banner out is 100% right I don't necessarily If they want to have the opinion that's expressed on the banner Fair enough, that's an opinion But I think putting a banner at the front door A Celtic Park With a manager um, Who you know has won every trophy Been available to him so far That said, that is in the past It is about the here and now And what's happening in the here and now And for the past you know few weeks Or since the start of the season on and off Has they been good enough? I get all that But um, I don't know You know if, if it comes to it Where did Celtic go Gordon? Where did they go In terms of If if they have to get A, a replacement uh, I don't know what Stephen um, Thinks about it But at the moment I just 
I feel a bit for, for Neil Lennon because whether he's getting it, if people think, Celtic supporters think he's getting it wrong as a manager, I, I just think he deserves a, a a bit better just because of his his service, you know, I do. What about that? What about that? Sorry, Chris, I just wanted to put it back to Stephen. What about that, Stephen? Is it lacking in respect? No, it's not lacking in respect. I mean, I, I think right now, as the, the previous caller says earlier on, could you imagine if Celtic Park was full now and that team was playing like that? Could you imagine what would be going on inside the park? Even worse, where do we go? We could do the Bournemouth and we get Eddie Howe up. At least he's a forward thinking manager. On Saturday, Last season uh, Sorry Stephen Stephen sorry, Stephen, sorry I, I'm, I'm, I need to interrupt And ask you Because I, I hear this a lot Eddie Howe Why Eddie Howe You need somebody That's going again If if it's if Neil Lennon's To be replaced It needs a quick fix You've got 20 22 games To turn, turn things around Why Eddie Howe What's Eddie Howe Going to do Well Look what he done With Bournemouth Look, look what he done With Bournemouth He, he turned Bournemouth Into a, a very attractive Playing football team Mm-hmm. The, the product on the park is absolutely right and rotten now. Did, did Eddie Howe uh, do it instantly, Stephen? Near enough with Bournemouth. He, he, he took out a year. But well, you know what? I've not got a year. What about his time at Burnley? Bournemouth, what about his time at Burnley, Stephen, when he went into Burnley? Right. Burnley didn't work for him, right? right okay. But what I would say, right? No, but what I would say, right, is Celtic three years ago were five years ahead of Rangers. Yes. Celtic today, as we stand, are at least three years behind That's Rangers. That's not Neil Lennon's fault. That's not no, purely down to Neil Lennon That's well, it? not down to Neil Lennon You can't well, put all of that well, in Neil Lennon's though Well on Saturday uh, Two guys who won in the league last year For January onwards Who played absolutely outstanding up front The two of them have not kicked a ball One was absolutely outstanding during the week for France And mm-hmm. they played a £5 million guy Who can't score a goal So who picks the team? Is it no Neil Lennon? Chris this is one of the great debates About any football team Because the buck always stops with the manager Doesn't it? But I, how do you how do you manage to sift through it all on this occasion? Yeah, I can see that he's certainly ang- angry, isn't he? So yeah, you know, listen again. Recruitment is that Neil Lennon's recruitment? He's he's talking about the team selection again. I spoke about it in the past. You know, he's been unlucky with with COVID and injuries and key players. And you need to remember, as Edward obviously is, he would say to himself, player on player, that he isn't performing to his maximum just as yet. Hopefully. It looked like it coming off the bench and scoring that penalty, having scored two goals for France. You're liking to hope that he kicks on from there. You're also missing James Forrest too. You need to remember, is a large amount of assists, double figures, double figures in goals. That's another area that they're missing out on in, in, in goals. Um, so for me, I just think it's it's a little far too early for him to be to be as angry as that. And, is, is, the, is the frustration for these Celtic fans, Chris, perhaps the fact that although you, although you're right, they thought that Celtic had big enough squad to, to deal with this type of thing, and then they went. They actually did splash the cash in the summer. You know, the five million Barkas, five million Ayeti, the caller mentions three and a half million David Turnbull. So although there may have been things that that have been unlucky and out of Neil Lennon's hands, the Celtic fans not just expecting that they should have survived these things a bit better. Yeah, but I, I don't think they recruited um, early enough to for the team to be to be bedded in. I think it was a bit late on when they were recruiting. Um, and to talk about the goalkeeper as well, you know, uh, obviously, hopefully through time that the, the Barkas maybe can can be influential for Celtic. Obviously, Baines get the number one shot, but the, for me, I think they had a number one probably waiting that they could have got a free, and that's one that was playing for Scotland and saved the penalty. And David Marshall, who would have been a perfect replacement, um, knows the league as well, um, came back home, uh, would have fitted in extremely well at Celtic. Obviously, been there in the past. 
um, is that a presence that, that, that could have just easily replaced Foster? Sliding doors moment, never know. Barkas had saved your penalty. Yeah, could have kicked him on in new heights this Nobody season. Nobody would have saved that penalty. Don't save them, you just shut your eyes and hit a hard save them. You Right, thank you, Stephen and Airdrie. What about Sharon in Toll Cross? How do you feel about everything that's going on, Sharon? Uh, first of all, can I just uh, pass my condolences on about uh, Maradona? Uh, I had the privilege of going to see Scotland against Argentina when he was a manager, and I have to say I didn't really watch a ball being kicked. I was too busy saying to my daughter, "Oh, he's up off his seat. He's at touchline." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the impact um, he had, isn't it, Sharon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a special person. Quite right, well um, said. And also, uh, as a Celtic supporter, I'd like to say to Chris, but. You've been a breath of fresh air for you come back up, son. And I hope to God it stays for the summer and you get called up for Scotland. Oh, thank you very um, much, son. Very nice, son. Brilliant. You're welcome. Um, Pundits don't use praise uh, on this show. It makes me feel a bit uneasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, with the new Lennon with the banner thing, I can't think of two people that deserve me to be there if we do manage to pull this back in the 10 in a row. Lennon and Bruni and basically we're getting slated something awful um, they deserve to be here if we manage it and uh, you know Lennon has been bullied so much with everybody else in the country to see him being treated like his Celtic supporters is a disgrace can, um, can they do it Sharon? Can they pull it back from here? How confident would you be as a Celtic fan? My next point is consistency. I'm, I'm not happy with the way we're playing but we keep going on about Rangers being consistent um, and no counting the two games in hand. So take it back to we played 13 each. And 13 each, they've beat us and did the, the, you know, they did it in style, right? And that's three points. Out of the other 12 games, we've only dropped two more points than them. That's two points out of 12 games. So... Your consistency is not really that much worse than theirs. Yeah, I think, Mark, that that's maybe the difficulty in getting a real grip in this situation. Not for not for everyone. I, I get that people want to um, to shoot that down. Fair enough. But, but these games in hand, they're, they're they're perhaps clouding it for some people because some people are saying, well, who, you know, Celtic might not win them anyway, but mm-hmm. other people are pointing out, well, there's a good chance that they will, and if they do, it's five points. You know, w- would you would you get? Calls for the Celtic manager to go Would you get the banner outside If it was just five points at this stage mm-hmm. I, I don't know, would you? I wouldn't think so, no I wouldn't I wouldn't think so And and part of that is, you know You know, being a victim of of, of your own success Because one of the, the missed games Is for the Scottish Cup semi-final There'll be another one in four, three or four weeks time For the uh, sort of Scottish Cup semi The Scottish Cup final coming up against Hart So, you know, potentially I don't know, Gordon But, but Rangers could be 14 points ahead Get into the uh, yeah. to the old firm game uh, in January, so Celtic I don't won't have a chance to to catch that up now. Had it be five points, you're right. It's it's game on in January. Won the game, it's it's wide open. Uh, if Rangers win, it's 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 game over. So I think that is part of the reason why I do feel it's a bit unfair. That said, when you look at performances and you look at results, it it's not been the Celtic that we've seen under Neil Lennon. Or under under Brendan uh, Rogers three or four years ago. So for whatever reason, something's not clicking. And Neil Lennon's admitted that himself. Now it's up to him to try and sort it out. But like I said, you know, for the manager just to be singled out, this is a collective thing for me. And for me, the biggest culprits are some of the players in the dressing room. But it's from the players 
to the manager's office to the boardroom and ultimately somebody's going to pay the price sooner rather than later it will be Neil Lennon well, there's a chance for the players to go out and try and do something too Chris give us an insight into what it's like as a player because we hear all these phrases in the show about you know lost the dressing room and the players don't want to be there have you ever been part of a dress does that stuff genuinely go on the way that, that people speculate about it well there's one thing and I, I don't think the Celtic players have lost Neil Lennon Neil Lennon's lost the Celtic players I don't think the, the players have lost the, uh, the, the managers lost the dressing room uh, I have, haven't said that because you know they came back from a 2-0 down against Hibs you know you don't play for your manager and for the football club if you don't want to come back from a 2-0 a deficit and if the game goes any longer do they pick up more pick up the three points um, and talking about I heard Neil Lennon talking about momentum and obviously the game in January the old firm game but you know I looked at it the next 10 games for um, for, for Celtic are obviously going to be key key, key moments um, it's an important period and they, I think they can go on a good run and I shouldn't really be saying this because <laughs> you're in that run because I'm in that run <laughs> um, but they've, 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 the, the next 10 games they've got 6 at home um, and they can get a good momentum and that takes you in to then hmm. the old firm game um, where the thing is, seeing an old firm game, you can you can rub your hands if you get beat, you get beat, and then you move on, and you can still contend for the league. Um, and within the ten games, also they can win the treble, they can beat Hearts and win the treble, and then that's again another bit of confidence, uh, more momentum into the game against uh, Rangers. Mm. All right, thank you, Sharon and Toe Cross. A pleasure to speak to you tonight. We've got an opener in Hamilton. It's for the visitors. Aberdeen one up at the Ackies. Ryan Hedges netting with a low drive. From inside the area So it's advantage Derek McInnes's men so far This is a good time to get your call in 01419511025 We could be speaking to you And we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Greedy and Chris Burke Here on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard it's Great to have Chris Burke I must say Mark Greedy But I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried <laughs> That's one of the best Advert discussions we've had And, and the advert I'm, you can fill us in I'm a bit worried that he's not going to come back Because I think, no I think we Producer Chris I like to pass the blame That's the type of guy I'm not, not a team player whatsoever um, I think we've done him I think we've done Chris Burke in tonight He should know When he told us and beat the pundit That Nicky Kabamba has scored five goals this season He has indeed scored five goals mm-hmm. this season I don't know why it says seven on my answer sheet Peter the Kilmarnock fan phoned in Put us right and I'm just thinking, Chris, we should have gone to the tiebreaker. I think we've robbed you there. Yeah. It's all right. We'll give Adam what he, what he can have. It's fine. Just give him his moment. Um, but another thing is, he's he's not just top goal scorer. He's joint top goal scorer. Who with? Myself. All right, okay. <laughs> Wasn't bad at the weekend, to be fair. Yeah, no, he was So the, the left leg's not for standing on. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I thought you were talking about no, Nicky. He was you. terrific. Um, mine, oh, that's what I said to the lads. I said, you only need me for six minutes now. It's excellent. <laughs> I want to keep myself fit. Now I can actually last maybe longer in my career. I'm sure it got it got goal of the week from one of the pundits on Monday, I'm sure. We always uh, do goal of the weekend. I think uh, it might have been Alex Ray. I'm sure uh, it was. Somebody gave it Sunday. to me. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think it was. You, you fair hit it. It was a wee bit of frustration in that strike, was it? No, no. I, just, I always get told if in doubt, just close your eyes and hit it as hard as you can, and that's what I done. And I went, mean, hopeful. Uh, luckily for me, it went in the top corner. Um, but it was a good team goal, honestly. I have to say, I have to say, Rory McKenzie's run off the ball created the space for me to chop the boy and score. 
Look at that oh, that's, It's humble Humble to the end uh, That's right. Rory's a clever boy Rory isn't he Yeah he is, he is, he is You know what I was going to slip him in But he made the decision For the defender uh-huh. Where the defender backed off Which gave me the chance To do my action There we go Right Thomas and <laughs> Barhead Is a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight Thomas? Stephen Gordon um, A Rangers fan as you say And I only ever phone up On Rangers issues mm-hmm. However I've made an exception In this case And I'm not on to gloat I honestly cannot believe the Green Brigade unfurling that banner at Celtic Park. Two reasons. Number one, against Neil Lennon and number two, on the eve of a, an important European tie. And I'm not patronising, but this is a guy who of the nine titles that Celtic presently hold, if I'm not mistaken, he's delivered five of them. He won a treble last season and next month, is it, he's got the possibility of getting back-to-back trebles and making it the basically having delivered four trebles in a row. And getting the perspective, the, the female caller who was on got it pretty much spot on, and I thought the, the, the male caller prior to her was just... I can't believe his attitude to Neil Lennon. He has been through a bad, a bad spell just now. It's basically eight games or nine games. If Celtic win their two games in hand, which they, they should do, then it takes it back to, what, five points... And as she rightly said, she, I didn't actually realise it until, until your, your caller said it, they're actually only one draw behind Rangers. And there's still three Rangers-Celtic games to go. I think what's the problem is that the, the current generation have been spoiled. They've been brought up in this not only unrivaled success, but uncontested success because there hasn't been a Rangers. And really, you need a... a, a a team with financial clout to challenge either Celtic or Rangers. And Celtic haven't had that. So they've, they've been spoiled. And this is Rangers' best start since 1967-68. And I can actually remember, I was a young boy then, and I can remember that season. And Rangers had got to the final of the Cup Winners' Cup. They were top of the league. And because, basically because we lost to Berwick Rangers, we sacked Scott Simon, who had dominated Scottish football for about 10 or 12 years. I, th- I reckon if we'd stuck with Simon, we could have won the league that season or the following season. But in fact, it set Rangers back eight years. And what the Celtic fans just now have got is this obsession with 10 in a row. And I think it's going to be their, their undoing because they're so focused, they're blind to everything else. And I think, regardless of the rights or wrongs, I think to actually unfurl that banner at Celtic Park, I think the Green Bay Brigade disgrace themselves even more than they usually do. Absolutely shocking. This guy has went through the mire for Celtic and I'm one of the Rangers supporters that on match day, Neil Lennon's the Antichrist, but when you take that step back, all the decent Rangers supporters have a grudging respect for Neil Lennon. Well, I think we all knew these were strange times, Mark Weedy, that the biggest, um, and that's just exemplified tonight by Thomas, who's a Rangers fan and he's been the biggest supporter or, or defender, if you like, of Neil Lennon we've had on. Yeah, I mean, as Thomas said and Shan said before, or, or if you want to spin it, what, what Stephen um, had said uh, earlier, it depends what way you want to spin the stats and what way you want to spin them. You can spin them to suit, suit your argument. But like Thomas has said there, you know, this is a guy that stands on the verge of doing back-to-back uh, trebles. Uh, you know, he's, he's one game away from that. There's only been one old firm game so far this season, albeit uh, Celtic were... Uh, were uh, were well beaten Rangers thoroughly deserved it but the one thing I would disagree with Thomas on is where he says you know the Celtic fans are obsessed with 10 in a row yes they are and he says but and that'll be their undoing it won't Rangers will be their undoing 
Because the Rangers when the Rangers the Rangers are relentless. Mm-hmm. For me, Rangers aren't going to be stopped this season. You know, the whole mood, even the way they're conducting themselves after victories, there's a there's a proper calmness in the camp. There's a, they are the old cliche, but it is one game at a time inside Ibrox. They're not getting carried away. They remain humble, as Stephen Gerrard says, after every game, after every victory. And uh, that's why I think, regardless of what Celtic do, and I think it will be close, but Rangers will win the league. Just in case anyone forgot, Chris, are we, are we seeing rivalry in action in this city? Because if you look at Celtic's points total as we stand, 25th of November, and you compare it to some previous points totals at this stage in the season, there's actually not a great deal wrong with it. But the main difference is Rangers' points total, not Celtic's. I think you're totally right. I was just... Ready, I've wrote that down You know If If they want Celtic to be top Then they would have to have Played their amount say, Just let's say they played the same amount of games They would have to have just drew with, drew with Rangers And won the rest of their games to be top Now that's great form And you just sometimes have to just admit That Rangers are on great form And they are at this moment in time Unstoppable uh, Mark says that it, obviously it's Rangers is undoing But did it was like that at this last season before the the winter break what what has changed is it that they've learned a lesson um is it that now they've learned that they can't make that same mistake again and be more calm and collective and be more humble as gerard has said uh, to to make them kick on for if they do remain um top before the well we don't have a winter break but before the after the next old firm game that they can kick on the second part of the season i mean Chris, you have played your part in the last couple of seasons of taking points off Rangers numerous times. And in fact, you came pretty close, or about about as close, I should say, as anyone's come this season mm-hmm. at Rugby Park. Did you notice a difference in them, though, this season, whereas perhaps in the last campaign, that, that isn't a game they would have gone on to win. Is that fair? So, um, Rangers, what I've noticed this season, having played them um, twice, uh, one at home, uh, one in away, um, the, the both times I've noticed they have restricted us so much for opportunities. Um, they they are a team now that I think are happy to concede possession um, and let the other team have it in certain aspects of the game, especially when they went 1-0 up against us at home against Kilmarnock. Uh, we had large, large retention of the ball in the second half, but we just couldn't break them down. And they're happy to go away with a 1-0 um, and I think maybe that's on reflection of Celtic that maybe that's something that Neil Lennon is, is looking to address is that I think a 1-0 victory would be more pleasing for Neil Lennon rather than a 3-2 mm. win or a, a 4-3 win Is there something specific Rangers are doing then? How are they limiting you to far less chances than they did last time? Um, I would just say it, listen, it helps when you've been the same team from the season before as well um, I think they're a team that's building something. I think they have to take credit that not just Stephen Gerrard, but the whole coaching staff. What I've noticed different is that they're f- especially the fullbacks are a bit more aggressive, so they'll play behind me and they won't play in front of me. Um, and that security will come from one of the midfielders, um, and probably Ryan Jack or or um, Stephen Davis. So yeah, they can bomb forwards, but then retreats me and and then limits me from chances. Uh, so no, definitely. They have been more aggressive in that sense And as I talked about it before They play that extra pass Which then makes us Maybe go back 5-10 yards more um, And then they can still retain the ball If if, if we are that far away from the Rangers goal 
but definitely limited us from from the mm. from chances from the last the, 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 the two games that we played home and away. Thomas, just before we bring you back in, Mark Weedy quite rightly points out I have missed a trick tonight. I forgot to give you your full time teaser, which means you've got even less time to try and come up with the answer. So I've got a nice short one for you, a nice easy one I should say, right? Jerry and Erskine says and I'll just leave this with you so we can get back to Thomas. Outside the Scottish top flight, there are 10 players currently in the lower divisions who have Scotland caps. Can you name them? So 10 players in Scotland's lower leagues who have Scotland caps. I'll leave it with you, uh, bubbling away. Right, Thomas, as a Rangers fan then, you've come on here, you've kind of flipped everything on its head, you're on to defend Neil Lennon, yeah. criticise the Celtic fans. Uh, how, how fearful, if that's the right word, are you of, of a Celtic revival and, and, and reigning Rangers in? How possible do you think that is? How, how fearful are you of that happening? Anything's possible because especially the, the, the big uh, undeciding factor is the COVID thing. Now, there will be more international breaks before the end of the season and it's affected every club. Uh, I don't think that a friendly lower level international should be played, you know, because the, the the clubs don't have control of the players the way they do in situations. The Celtic have suffered because of that. Uh, but I think because of that, that the, un, the unforeseen element of COVID, you don't know what's going to happen between now and May, and it could impact on Rangers. So it's not over till it's over. Rangers are playing a brand of football just now where uh, since Walter Smith left and we've been one nothing up, I've never been comfortable. It's always I've always wanted a two goal cushion because we were so weak at the back. But this is the first season where I'm sitting comfortable at one 0 because I think if any team scores against us, it's going to be like a defeat almost because we're conceding so few goals. And I think that's our key is def- is defence. I would rather be winning one 0 than three one. You know, our clean sheets are the the backbone of. Win in a league So I, I do think The Rangers will stay strong Whereas last season They folded <clears throat> And it's just a question of Do we get lucky With things like COVID Injuries and all that We've got a strong squad um, But yeah I'm not I'm certainly not Getting my chickens I'm comfortable But not con- not overconfident Okay Thomas and Barhead That was a pleasure Thanks for giving us A call tonight <laughs> Right, just before we move on and get some answers to the teaser, something really important that I want to try and get you involved with. I think we know what time of year it is and what time of year is just around the corner. Christmas, clearly, for the vast majority of us, a time for families and celebration. Unfortunately, though, for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West, it is just another day. Nothing special about it, nothing remarkable about it whatsoever. And if you add on to that how difficult this year's been, Well, it doesn't really bear thinking about We just want to try and make Christmas Day a little bit different for these children And by different, I just mean things that we would take for granted A hot meal, even money in the meter for electricity, maybe a small gift Now you can help us make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year with J&D Pierce Uh, Just trying to make it a bit different, like I say Uh, So let's hear a bit about where your money can go Let's hear from Claire, who works for Scottish families affected by alcohol and drugs She's been telling us the challenges that COVID-19 has caused with people that she works with It's bad enough for, for most of us being stuck in a house But if you can imagine being stuck in a house with someone who has a drug or alcohol dependency it can sometimes be unbearable um, and particularly for young people um, who can normally go out and 
be with friends and get some respite. And so for all teenagers are really struggling just now, but particularly I think if you've got an added stressor in the home. Anything at all that you can spare really could make some difference this Christmas. So to donate whatever you can, go to Clyde1.com and click on Appeal. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Chris Burke and Mark Greedy are here into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can still get in touch on the phones 01419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're asking you for uh, asking you too, Chris Burke and Mark Greedy, I should say, for your answers to tonight's full time teaser out with the Scottish top flight. Ten players in the lower divisions who've got Scotland caps. What have you got for us? I've got two the obvious ones, I'll uh-huh. say. Stephen Naismith and Craig Gordon. Yep. Chris, what you got? I'll go for Berra and Adam. Well done. Okay, four. When you go, Mark. You ain't uh, got any? Well, I've got one that you had as well, and I'll let you get the other two. I had Lee Miller. Great show. Yep. Well done. Um, and we have Dixon. Paul Dixon, Falkirk. Brilliant. And we have Cammy Bell. Flying. Absolutely oh, we've flying. We've got another one. Have I? Aye. Heart Central Defender. No, I said him better. Oh, did he? Aye. Right, sorry. Right. Seven, three to get. That's when we need the clues uh, Really busy show tonight uh, We spent the first Goodness knows how long Talking about Diego Maradona Getting some great stories And memories from you guys Thank you very much for them Let's hear from uh, David and Wisher On the phone now Hi David Hi Gordon Thank you for taking my call Hi Mark Hi David Hi David Hi, hi Chris Hi David Chris, uh, support obviously Chris to Chris Buff. Yous are where you are Because you are playing Excellent football. I'm not going to take that away from you. You are playing excellent football, so you deserve to be where you are right now. I'm one, the main, main point tonight is the unfolding of the flag in front of Celtic Park. The people have done it. Stay away from Celtic Park. You're not welcome. We're going through a bad patch. Neil Lennon is doing the job. When the Benny Rogers dropped it and just walked. Neil Lennon stepped in and took over. We're going through a bad patch. Neil Lennon doesn't have to hold his head. He holds his head high. It's the players I've got to, got to hold and say, what are we doing here? Now, I'm, I'm angry because about four calls back, the service supporter said, they're quite right to the flag. No, they're not quite right to the flag. I speak for 85%. He's not speaking for me. I've stood in the stands with my wings. Never walk alone. So where are they? Where, where is the Celtic fans? Rangers are playing excellent football. Good on them. But the, the league's not finished. Far from it. The league's finished. But after this is all said and done, the league, I mean, are they going to come back and do the same again? We'll never walk alone. If, if that's the way they feel, stay away from Celtic Park. Give the team support. They need it now. Not today, not tomorrow, now. Back them all away. I've stood there, rain, wind, everything. And they all put their flags up. And Where are they? Where are these people now? Just because what's happened just this, this season, we're going through a bad patch. They're, going to, they're actually making a fool of the Celtic supporters. Get the flag down. Get the people that done it. And just stay away from Celtic Park. And I'm raging about this tonight. I can, I can hear that, David. I... <laughs> The only thing I would say And you're clearly Very passionate And involved emotionally But just because Someone has an opposing view To that And thinks Well you know 
the club is not going in, in the direction we want And we don't think Neil Lennon's the man And, and we want to act now that I'm not sure that how you can take away their, their entitlement to you know to, to, to go to the games or, or no no one can go at the moment But you know they're still entitled to have that opinion, are they not? Oh, yes, I know that, Gordon, I understand that I understand that, but we're going over the top We're going over the top I mean, the Rangers supporters are saying, look at them, because they've been doing all this, they've been wanting, we've been wanting to get the, the leagues all, all the time. Yes, we know that, we understand that. We understand that. But now is the time to back Celtic, not bring Celtic down to the lower level. Rangers are playing excellent football. There is no question in that. You deserve everything they're getting just now. But we will bounce back. I think it's because Terry and Will Gordon that were more angry. But you're, you're, you're a supporter. Through thick and thin. That's I've, that, I've seen us having bad results, and I've taken my grandson and my daughter now to the games, and we walked up and said, "Look, last week we got beat four nothing. We're not coming back. Look at the crowd. They're just walking into Celtic Park, but the flag was one too many." I think that's why David, you're so angry um, because you said a key word there, and you said supporter. It's easy to support your team when your team's winning, but when they're going through, you know, a time that you said a sticky patch. Then where is your support then? Uh, you have to support no matter, you know, when you're not doing well and when you're doing well. And I think that's where your frustration lies, David, is it? Celtic supporters are standing with their hands on the flags and they're swimming, you'll never walk alone. Then why are you doing this? If all the Celtic supporters are listening, some are going to be disagreeing with me. Then if that should be stand by Celtic. Stand by them. They will get through this, and Neil Lennon is the man. Neil Lennon is Neil Lennon is the man for the job. See, the thing is, Mark, I, I I get that sentiment, and I actually quite like it. I like the idea of kind of unconditional support because it, mm. that's what football's amazing for the emotional kind of pull that it has on you. At the same time, I'm wondering about people who are sitting tonight and thinking, well, actually, I've forked out a fortune on season tickets, not only for me but for the family as well. We can't even go to the game, and. We don't think it's good enough You can kind of see both sides Yeah You, you, you can I, mean, I would ask David Chris Yourself Let's say Celtic lose tomorrow night Would Neil Lennon deserve To be sacked On Friday morning I don't think so No But but but, that, but according to A section of the Celtic supporters That appears to be The stage that we're at now Now Bottom line is it With the greatest respect to David Or, or, or any other Celtic But it doesn't really matter What they think It's up to to Dermot Desmond and the Celtic board, uh, what what happens? Having said that, though, will they the, the boards and you know chief execs and owners do they not pull the trigger once they start to feel that the business is going to suffer, and that you get that impression yeah, but based they, on but, how the fans feel? But they 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 shouldn't. They should base it on if they think they've got the right yep. man for the job, regardless of the noise. I'm just talking about the past. Outside. I don't necessarily yeah, mean these they, guys. They, they shouldn't base it on supporters. Listen, and supporters are important. Celtic fans, you know, 30 million quid worth of season ticket money or whatever it is that they've all put into the club for nothing so far. I mean, they've not had a thing back. So, from that point of view, yes, they deserve to be heard. But the decision that's made by the executives, important decisions such as who the manager is, should be based on what they believe is right, not not noise outside. I just wouldn't want to have a supporter that only supports the team that they're doing well. You know, mm-hmm. then I would just say, I don't want your season ticket. Where are you when we're struggling? Where are you when we're I mean, that's facing not a challenge? Happen though, is it? You know, but it's not long term. You know, we, we, you we're, we're gauging this on long term. This is why I just honestly think that Celtic fans have been spoiled by success over years and seasons, 
And now that it's became that a time that a team in form that are top of the league are challenging for the title, that the Celtic fans are getting a little bit anxious about it. They just have to wait and see what happens. And and, and as David says, you know, support your team. Uh, what if it's too late? I think that's cl- is that clearly where the fear's coming from. I think that's where the fear's coming. I just think the fear's coming from is that the fear that the Celtic fans are fearing that Rangers actually might do it. I think that's mm. the, their fear. Their fear is that, oh no, we're actually not going to get 10 in a row. Yeah, that's why fear, they're spoiled. Their fear's justified. That's why, fear yeah, justified. And that's why they're spoiled because they thought they were getting it. Mm-hmm. But at this moment in time, Rangers have, are in great form. They've kicked on from last season and now they're creating a challenge. Absolutely. Thank you, David and Wisher. Thanks so much for getting in touch with the guys tonight. I think that probably uh, brings to an end the phone lines 01419511025. If you want to write it down, give us a shout back tomorrow. Uh, and put your point to the panel Just on that then t- Tomorrow Mark How how big is it for Celtic? How much does it matter? Because people keep saying 10 in a row is all that matters uh-huh. Europe's not that important And Europe might be gone now as uh-huh. well But given that's, everything that's gone on this week Can Neil Lennon survive a heavy defeat for instance? Hey, I think it, it might be difficult to survive a heavy a heavy defeat But, but it depends what kind of Team he puts out But at the moment There's a pressure at Celtic To try and win every game Particularly now When the microscope Rightly or wrongly He is under the microscope And um, you know He needs to come away With some kind of result You know A point over there Would be more than decent I don't think Celtic Will get through anyway um, But um, I don't think he can afford Many more defeats At this moment in time I think the, the, the important thing That maybe Celtic fans Will be looking for is Maybe not so You're saying that If they get beat I think it's probably The performance And how they're looking mm-hmm. To go forward I think that's that the Celtic fans are maybe a little bit anxious about is what's the performance going to be like if they do get a defeat, but the performance, you know, maybe merits a draw or a win, then we'd see from there. I cannot believe that is the end of the show already. Uh, Best laid plans and all that. There was so much that I still (laughs) wanted to get round to before the end, but I'll make no apologies for dedicating a bit of the show uh, to the great Diego Maradona, who sadly passed away. So we're here all week, as they say. I'm sure we'll get round to some of the other talking points. On another night Quickly to round off the teaser then Thanks to Jerry and Erskine We're looking for 10 players Outside the top flight in Scotland Who've got Scotland caps You've got yeah. Gordon Naismith Berra Adam Dixon And Miller uh, And Cammy Bell clues, You've missed Not one But two at hearts Aye I Knew you would do this We always do this Even though I've only been here Jamie twice. Walker <laughs> Nope if you're thinking alongside Berra Unfortunately he's injured at the moment John Suter oh. Right okay Now look to the left of him Halkett Nope Left back Who's the left No Hickey's away mm-hmm. talking about. Who's the left back at huh? Left back Scored That's, that's um, Hick- Played King- for Swansea Kingston? Yep Stephen Kingsley Stephen Kingsley, Kingsley. He's got a couple mm-hmm. of Scotland Is caps it? I think maybe right. just one But it's it um, Right Dunfermline oh. The unbeaten team in the championship I heard you trying to go through The Dunfermline squad okay. earlier Before this tease Is that We drew Me and Adam drew I didn't get <laughs> He's played for Hibs and Rangers This guy Quick I don't know Just tell me Stephen Whitaker Time off Thank you Chris Burke and Mark Guidi We're back tomorrow at 6 With Andy Halliday And Mark Wilson Callum Gallagher's up next